Hi, I'm Melinda, and this is the See Here Love Summer 2020 podcast series. In a year filled with protest, a pandemic, economic uncertainty, conflict and tension, we need to hear stories of hope, faith, resilience, and transformative change more than ever. So let's listen to brave people share their courageous stories now. Okay. Today, my conversation is with the amazing Ruth Joe Simons. Ruth is a best-selling author and artist and the founder of Grace Laced, an art and lifestyle brand that exists to adorn the gospel through written and painted works. Her paintings are amazing. You need to check her out on her Instagram page. But Ruth and I talk about some really serious and deep things. We talk about racism and what it was like growing up as Asian women in the U.S. and Canada and the things that were said about us and to us and how we processed and navigated through that. We talk about the word of the year, her word of the year. And we also talk about how she keeps her creative juices flowing and how she remains and stays creative um, each day. You'll love this conversation as we share, as we laugh, and as we actually become really good friends and sisters. I know you'll enjoy this conversation. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved by God. You're not alone, you're fully known, you are loved by God. Ruth, I am so glad you've joined us in the farmhouse. And I've tried to make it so it was very warm for it you. It is beautiful, I love this, it. This seems like you're a little bit of your aesthetic totally. based on your artwork in your books. Love so I, I hope you appreciate it. I want to be surrounded by flowers. All okay, the time. so that's why we did this for you especially. <laughs> well, I think you are the perfect person, Ruth, to bring to end our year strong and start our new year even stronger. So um, I want to talk about that, but before we do, Asian, I, we were laughing before yeah. we started this Asian invasion and all that kind of thing, but I want to just talk to you a little bit about being Asian and growing up in a predominantly would you say mm -hmm. white mm -hmm. culture and environment? What was that like? Because yeah. I, I was the same. And yeah. it's so nice meeting someone that's almost like kindred yeah. in the same experience. I know. When, what was that like? Well, when you're a kid, you sometimes think, I just want to be like everybody else. And I still remember opening up a lunchbox and having a little fried rice in a yogurt container and being made fun of big time, you know? And, um, but now basically if I make fried rice for everybody, people are like, I love you forever. Yeah. Yes, please, please, please. you know? And so I think what it taught me was really coming into like, who am I? Am I really going to let somebody else define who I am? Because it's just so easy. It's just so easy to want to like throw off anything that doesn't help you fit in. And I know this sounds really cliche, but ultimately if you can't decide and determine who you are, before somebody else determines that for you, then you'll be constantly chasing after somebody else's standards. So it's a good lesson to learn early on. Where were you when I was struggling through my no, teens? And, and because there's a lot of, as we look at new immigrants coming in, mm -hmm. as we look at you know, women of color, yeah. the struggle yeah. because uh, mainstream culture does not represent us. It's getting it's getting way better than when Absolutely. I was growing up in my teens. But man, oh man, was it wasn't it difficult? Where no one represented us. No, and you couldn't see someone who looked like you necessarily on stage leading, yeah. um, speaking, and for sure I did not have a lot of help with beauty. And so I didn't really think of myself as pretty because I couldn't 
I didn't see examples of that. I didn't have makeup tutorials that made sense for my shape of face and my eyes. Yeah. And, and so I'm really grateful that representation matters and, and being able to see, I hope that there are young women out there who are Asian Americans who can say, oh, it's, you can be an author, artist, and an entrepreneur and speak from a stage and be a Chinese immigrant. Yay! Yeah. It's the same thing. You know, I have a number of Filipino young women who come and say, thank you for representing mm -hmm. us. Um, on you know national TV on stage because we don't have a lot of those yeah. role models and it's humbling Ruth I, I think it would be the same for you it's humbling because you're like am I representing an entire country <laughs> but what, what I'm saying though is that it, it there's a huge responsibility but it's an honor it totally to is. be a Filipino woman and represent in that way so way to go congratulations you on too. the work that you're doing <laughs> thank you thank you well let's go into it's a great segue about you know don't let other people define you mm -hmm no matter you know, age or race or, or mm -hmm. socioeconomic background. But as we look back at our year, mm -hmm. for some it was great, for some of it people were like, that was the worst year. Yeah. What would you say to people um, of how to look at that year and learn from it? Hmm. Because sometimes people go, that was the worst, and they sort of like, then we, then we keep going and we make our New Year's right. resolutions. Right. What would be healthy things that we need to be reminded of, of our past year that we can learn from? Yeah, I tend to define, I, I have this habit of wanting to define my year or a span of time by what I've accomplished. Sometimes it's really easy to just go, well, did I accomplish the things mm. I want? Did I work enough? Did I make <laughs> all the goals? And so honestly, like when I look back, I go, okay, I'm more concerned now with who did I become oh, over okay. this year versus what yeah. did I accomplish? Because based on accomplishments, um, I could either say that was a waste or, oh, I feel really good about myself, but neither are going to really motivate me for the next step. I either hustle more and get more stressed out. This year has to be even better. I have to work harder. Or I go, oh, I've worked really hard. I deserve better. And so neither is going to work. Mm -hmm. I think it really has to land on, okay, did I become the person that I set out to become and that God wants me to become? And so that becoming becomes... That the, the, the standard, the standard is like, was I in process? Am I in progress here? That is so healthy and good. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. We fail then. We seem to fail because we're like, we did not accomplish this. We didn't lose the weight we wanted. We we're didn't. We're all or nothing people, exactly. right? We are. We, we are. Get, I am that girl who's like, well, if I didn't accomplish Whole30, then forget <laughs> it. It's back to Cheetos forevermore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm so bad about that. Yeah. And yet, I think the thing that I'm learning as an artist, as an author, as a mom, that mm that we are not just simply trying to accomplish and just get over the next obstacle, but that everything is an opportunity to learn from and to grow from. And the last 365 days this year, you could probably track and trace how much becoming has happened in your life and give thanks for that rather oh, than I look at that. rather than look at like, what did you accomplish or not accomplish? So good, it's like a reframing mm -hmm. of what, I mean, let's be honest. The church, our family of origin, culture, wow. society places that on yes. us. Your value is by what you do, yeah. right? But again, what you're saying, you know, Christ looks at us and says, no, 
who are you becoming in the process? Are you becoming more like me? Yes. You know, are you becoming more kind and yes. loving yes. and open? That's really good. And then those those were success markers that I would love to look back at a year and go, okay, yes. I did well at that. I, I think I, did, I was a little bit more loving to my husband Absolutely. and my kids this year. Mm -hmm. They said so. Well, I hope so. But, right. you know, they've right. said that and, and have responded to, to those actions. And the good news is... God's actually in the business of transforming yes. us. And so, no, we don't have to look back on our last year and go, did I do a good enough job becoming that person? No, it's, was I surrendered? Uh, did, I, did I abide and just simply say, Lord, um, what you've given, I'm going to press into, and you do the work of changing me. And so when we start reframing it, like you said, seeing it differently, we can track so much more progress than we regularly want to give credit. Ruth, that's so good because that's just like a springboard then into... As we go into the new year, what would you say are key spiritual practices, mm -hmm. spiritual disciplines yeah. that we should do? Yeah. You know? My number one. And sorry, when I say that, I'm like, oh, because then you kind of feel like you're locked in and that you've got to do this. But no. I'm really wanting to learn from you in this area. You know, I think we immediately think of any discipline as a boundary that holds us back, mm. but it's actually a boundary that frees us. Nice. And so when God gave us Sabbath and rest, it wasn't meant to hinder us and cause us to go, oh, I can't, I can't. It's actually, you're free to rest yeah. because I'm actually in control. I've already provided for you. You have no more hustling to have to do to make sure. I mean, he made Wait, sure that there was- did you say no more hustling? No more hustling. Oh, and then actually it's like right? the weight of that off me, and, right? And the, the thing <sighs> that I find as a content creator, I'm an Instagrammer, I'm a writer, I'm an artist. I create for a living. I mean, it is literally what I do every single day of my life. There is no creating if I'm not filled up. And we are in a, we are people who are constantly trying to produce more content, produce more revenue, create more anything. I'm just putting my hand up because I'm, right? I'm, I'm affirming what you're saying. But I'm just, I'm I just guilty. gotta say, I just gotta say, we have got to stop thinking that we can run on empty and have anything good to share with the world. And so rest, answer. rest for us means it is actually a discipline to turn my phone off, go where there's no Wi-Fi, no cell service, later Graham if I have to, but wait <laughs> later just, and just That's literally good. be yeah. like, I am practicing the discipline of meeting with the Lord, being with my people, experiencing God outside of productivity because rest is productive and we forget all the time. You're reframing everything, eh? I think it's important though. It's important that women sit together like this yeah. and remind one another what's important. You think you're cutting corners by staying up super late, doing one more thing, mm -hmm. working extra hard, mm -hmm. getting ahead of everybody while everybody's sleeping, you're gonna hustle a little mm -hmm. harder. But guess what? At the end, you're not cutting any corners at all. And those of us who burn out, we fail to press into our calling because we didn't proactively put into place the rest that was intended for us. You're really setting me up for a good year. No, really, because I, you know, it's funny immediately when people say, what's, you know, the new year going to look like, I have a list of action points, yes. KPIs, yes. measurables, productivity. Mm -hmm. And you literally just said more rest. You do. You must. So good. Yeah. In that, because it almost sounds like this could be the word, but you know how a lot of us women and women groups were all about the, mm -hmm. our word of the mm -hmm. year. What's our word of the year? And I've had some good ones over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and I like it. I do like that idea because it kind of grounds you and anchors you. Mm -hmm. What would your word of the year be? Okay, well. Because I thought it might be rest, mm -hmm. but it, I, I think it's something different. No, it is different. For me, so can I frame this up by telling you a quick story in sure. that I am the girl who 
if I see something, a broken tire or anything in the middle of the road, I say, don't run that over, don't run that over, but I keep fixating on it. And before you know it, I run it over. So where my eyes go is exactly where I head. And so what I found is that I have got to gaze differently. My word is the word behold. I know that I, I, you know, those who know me know that I wrote a book called Beholding and Becoming, but this word behold is a little archaic. It's a little old. Most people are like, what in the world is that? But beholding means more than seeing. It means seeing and giving your whole heart and your affection to. It's actually loving with your eyes. When you behold something, you're basically going, ah, I love what I'm beholding and what I'm seeing. Mm. And so I'm giving a lot of attention to, and most of us, I would imagine that those who are listening in and watching today, a lot of time we, if we trace how much time we're giving to looking at our phones, looking at social media, looking at somebody else's life, we actually realize we're being shaped by how much we love envying others, comparing, like that is literally what is shaping who I am. So I want to behold differently next year. I want to get, I, and I know it sounds like a maybe almost religious word, but that's not what I mean by it. I'm saying I want my eyes and my heart trajectory to follow what is worthy. And only God really is that. And so rather than beholding somebody else's perfect life or somebody else's dream come true or beholding what I see in social media, I want to give that time and attention to beholding differently. So for me, that is a daily reshaping, like where am I going to set my eyes today? Where am I going to fix my gaze? Because that's where I'm going to be headed. You've just set the standard for all of our words for this show. You know that. And for the rest of the year, Ruth, it's like, behold, I love it, a beautiful word. And maybe we need to bring some of those old, somewhat archaic, as they say, words back in to our vocabulary because that's deep and rich. Thank you. You were lovely to have here. It was such a pleasure to talk with you and to learn for rest, to behold, and to and to think about the process of who are you becoming mm-hmm. as we look um, back at our year and look ahead to the new year. So thank you, Ruth, so much for being with me. Thanks so much for having me. Little like. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. I sure did. And for more information about our guests and to read our blogs and resources and to watch our past episodes and to even donate to us, go to seeherelove.com. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.